When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had a moment after the reading where I thought, you know what, we got there. Like, it wasn't as I would have hoped, and it, I certainly didn't think that it would be in this way, but we got to a place that I always hoped we'd get to, and I felt that so deeply that, you know, there was a form of an apology and admission, and that was huge. What you're about to hear is an unscripted session with a psychic medium. Fleur had no contact with the participants prior to this meeting. They were screened by me, Elizabeth, one of the producers of the podcast, in order to preserve the integrity of the psychic reading. Absolutely no information was given to Fleur before their psychic session. This is Moving Beyond the Podcast. as a psychic medium. I have done over 15,000 readings for people all over the world. I connect them to their loved ones on the other side. This podcast lets you be a fly on the wall in my office to listen in and to experience what a psychic medium session is for yourself. People see me for a variety of reasons. Some come looking for closure. Others are looking for life direction And other people come because they're not so sure about this whole thing, but they're pretty curious. Here you will find stories of tremendous loss, but also incredible love and healing. After each session, I have the joy of sitting down with my client again to discuss their experience and answer any of their questions around spiritual connection. I hope that some of the information that arises can help you too no matter where you are in your journey through loss, growth, or curiosity about the things we can't always see. Hi, my name is Krista, and I'm from Los Angeles, California. And I'm interested in moving beyond the grief of the murder of my father and the death of my mother. This morning, I'm preparing for my session with Krista. And when I prepare for a session, I typically spend some time meditating. But this morning, I am in the woods. I am at a really, really lovely place in Northern California. I've been traveling a little bit, and I'm finding myself just in nature. And it's the perfect place to sip on a cup of tea this morning, 
look out. There's no need for me to close my eyes. I can really get into that relaxed state just by being out here. So I've done that this morning and I'm ready for my time with Krista. I'm really excited to meet her. Hi, Krista. Good morning. It's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Have you ever had any kind of reading before? Yes. Uh, mostly psychic. I don't think I've ever worked with strictly a medium before. Okay, but it sounds like you know the difference, so that's mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> I will explain a little bit about how I work. The mediumship side of things is less about the future and your current life and more about bringing people in. They might still have some things to say about your life and what's going on, but my point of contact is going to be people who have passed, people that we know or you know in this instance, and I'm going to get to know, um, and bridging a connection between really the three of us. You will hear me say things like, I'm seeing this right now, I feel this, I hear this, I know this. And really all I need from you at the time is just yes or no. So simply, yes, it's factual information or no, it's not. And if there's anything that you want to share, you can always do that afterward. Okay. Okay, Okay, quite busy here just as I'm tuning in. Krista, would you understand both of your parents to be in spirit? Do you see that? Yes. Because it feels that way that they're both stepping up for me now. And my first impression is as your mom steps in and then your father to my left, there's a sense of him passing first, him going first, and uh, almost and very much an abrupt ending to his life, very unexpectedly, very all of a sudden. Do you yes. see that? Do you also see that your maternal grandmother also in spirit, so mom's mom? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, also she passed. Is. Yes. Yeah. Um, and these two ladies are really close in life. Do you understand that? In the beginning, but not towards the end. Okay. These two step side by side um, in, in spirit. Okay. When you show me or you tell me that she's not always in her lifetime on good terms with your grandmother. She also shows me that that's the case with multiple people in her life, not just your grandmother. So there's a lot of fractured relationships in her life. Do you see that? And on the other side, she's indicating it's really uh, realizing it's really not her mother's fault, so to speak, because she has an ability to, in life, your mom burn a lot of bridges. Yeah. A lot of bridges. And she's seeing that now. She's seeing that now. I want to say with your mom, as she brings me to this, I'm feeling in my mental mind, there's the sense of having like big emotional outbursts, big uh, temper at times. Do you see that? Absolutely. And can explode. Do you Mm -hmm. know? That's my feeling. And I feel this to be directed at a number of people in life, but I also feel you to have been impacted by that yourself because she's wanting to acknowledge it to you as something she wants to say that she's sorry for and also provide for the first time an indication that she sees it about herself because that would not have been addressed so much. I want to say there's periods of time with a lot of medication use and the sense of wanting to... Leave my body, the sense of either over prescribing to herself, but there's this feeling of wanting to disconnect and that I live in almost a fog of reality for quite a long time. Do you see that? Yes. 
When I was younger, absolutely. Do you see that you used to wear a lot of ribbons in your hair when you were a kid? Yeah. She keeps showing these ribbons. She always did our hair. Mm, I love that. And yeah, she places ribbons in your hair and it feels significant because it feels like a tender moment with your mom when there weren't that many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, you also have a sister, you see. Mm. Do you understand that? Yes. Yeah. And I don't feel all of your siblings have been able to find as much forgiveness for your mom as you have. Do you see this? True. Yes. And that there would be siblings of yours that refuse to speak about her even now. Do you see that? Yes. And she knows that. And she's sorry. I'm also aware that the relationship between the siblings has gone through quite a roller coaster, but is actually more stable and better now than it has been in a long time. Because it feels like a roller coaster ride. Yeah, it was. And now we all don't talk. So I guess that must be better. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Mm. Now we're stable. I feel that she just wants to say she's okay with it. Like it doesn't need to be something you fix because she shows you as the person who's constantly trying to bring it together. Mm. And she gives me this feeling that that responsibility isn't something you can't carry that load on yourself. That's the feeling I get. It's, it's, it would be an impossibly, it's an impossible fa- feat to be honest. Yeah. Agreed. Now she brings me to the three connections here and then to the five. Let me take a look here. One, two, three, four, five. Are there five of you in total? Do you see that? Um, I have two sisters and then mother and father. Would that be the five? Mm, well, she was bringing me to the three, the three, the three, and then there's the two more. No, this would be like, she's bringing me to three children. Mm, she's bringing me here. She talks about the three and the two. A long time ago, um, when I was much younger, she had remarried and I had step a stepbrother and sister, but I haven't spoken to them. And That's them. Okay. That's them. Okay. I was going to say, I was like, they're not her kids, but they're two other kids. She was bringing me to the three and the two and five kids in total. And those kids, I feel like are counted as ones that she holds connections to. And you could think about that karmically or energetically or whatever it is. For her, those kids were significant in the family dynamic. Now, that second marriage, she does turn away from it at one point. I feel like she also leaves that second husband is my feeling. Yes. And so even though she didn't pass with that man in her life and those kids didn't like continue to be a part of her life. I do feel from the spirit side, she keeps an eye on them because she does make me feel like those children actually had really hard lives themselves. Yes. Uh, that was a really volatile relationships, almost more than what you grew up in is how she's showing it to me. Yeah. She was not kind to them. Yeah. And there's a sense of wanting to, acknowledge that and she continues to watch over them to make that right. That's so nice. I feel that she wants you to know that the spirit part of her is not the life that she lived. So her personhood of who you would have known her as here has evolved greatly. Hmm. I feel 
should you want her around, you can invite her at any time. I don't feel that that has always been the case for you or often the case. I don't feel that she's someone in spirit that you often invite in, so to Mm -hmm. speak, um, outside of a place to make amends. Right. But she'd love to be a part of that for you for help and ease if you feel ready for it and wants to acknowledge that who's stepping into the room then is not the version of who she was, but rather who she is. That's so good to know. Thank you. She'd love to help. Love to help. So she's good. She's going to take a step back here for me. Um, Thank you, Flora. Yeah, you're so welcome. Yeah. Now your dad steps in here on my left. And his passing feels incredibly quick, incredibly violent, to be honest. Um, really abrupt ending to his life. Do you, do you see that? Yes. And I have to ask with him before I start, do you want to know... Details around passing or how how do you feel about that? Whatever he'd like to share. Okay. So I think to you and to your siblings, your father has a heart of gold. Do you see that? Absolutely. Kindest man. Kindest, kindest man. Yeah. So when we've been connecting with your mom, there's a harshness there, but with your dad, it's all love. Yeah. You know, that's my feeling. And I want to have these memories of tossing you up in the air and piggyback rides and a really active hands-on dad. Yeah. You know, really active hands-on dad. Yeah. A feeling of gambling or like going to casinos and I want to roll the dice. I feel like that could have been. I remember we had a craps table at our house um, or like a poker table with chips and things growing up. Yeah, yeah. It just feels like I like a little bit of gambling. Sure. I like those games, you yeah. know. Yeah, and I like I'm to have a good time. <laughs> I love that. There's the sense of being quite a personality, and really not even just um, focus on the family, but large group of friends. Mm. You know, yeah. very social man, very social Absolutely. man. And and I feel this man to have a booming voice as well, mm. like yeah. a large voice. Do you see? And I would also say that he acknowledges um, you to sometimes hear your name called out of nowhere. Do you see this? Yeah. Wow. And when there's no one home or no one around you, and he's able to shift vibration in the air to get your attention using your name. Wow. That's amazing. It happens when I'm going to sleep. Yeah. Oh, I love that. He's able to get you to hear your own name being called. It's amazing. It's one way he gets your attention. It's one way he gets your attention. He's seen it all. He wants you to know that he's seen it all. He's watched you come into your own. He's shows me a lot of moves that you've made residential moves. Do you see this? Like moving from one place to another, to another, to another in search of home. Yeah. In search of home. And he feels that you're not sure you've found it yet. True. You understand? Not sure you've found it yet. Yeah. And he actually really loves the sense of movement around you. And now I would place his passing in that of a homicide. Do you see that? Yes. And 
When I ask him around the circumstances, I feel that there are suspects, is how he's showing it to me. Mm. But I feel that nobody's held responsible. True. And he's showing me that it has remained what we would call like an open case in that there's just not that final stamp of this is done. He's at peace with it. So he doesn't need anyone to carry that forward for him. Okay. And I don't feel at the moment that anyone is. No, I think it's a cold case at this point. But family members haven't taken it on to themselves to further the case, do you see? And he's just wanting to say, that's fine. No problem. I feel that in part of his passing, I also feel robbed. Yes. Detectives and you and your family would perceive that he does know this person to some degree prior. Mm -hmm. Do you see that? Yes. Like this isn't random. Like there's a, they, they know each other, but what I will say, okay, so what I'm seeing is we're not family, we're not friends, but we've been in contact before. That's interesting. I get, okay. There's like, we're, it's because what I feel around this is that he's targeted. It's not a random act. Like it, it, it feels targeted. Okay. Because this is part of a robbery. Do you see that? Yeah. And that was the intent was to rob him. Yes. Not yes. to murder him. That's my feeling. What he really wants to be clear on is that I don't see any blood on your dad's hands, so to speak. He doesn't feel that he brought this upon himself. Let me just get really clear on this with him. Because I'm going to just walk it through. And as I say this, just give me like a real solid yes, because it'll build the energy of like me being like, yep, I'm hitting that energy point. I'm hitting that energy point. At the time, your father is on his own. Do you see this? There's nobody with him. Yes. And I feel that I am robbed. So when I'm found, I, I've lost my valuables. Yes. And I feel like I've got some a lot, actually, not a lot, a lot, but a significant amount of cash on me. But I, I don't feel that the initial intent had been to kill him. I don't feel that there was an initial intent to kill. I okay. don't feel that. Okay. And as soft-hearted as your father is with your family and this teddy bear in that way, I do feel when invited to a fight, your dad's going to fight. Yeah. He's, he's not going to take that laying down. No. And I feel like it's not the first time he's been in a fight and he knew how to throw a punch. And I feel <gasps> that I'm not found for some time is the feeling, yes. I guess. Mm-hmm. And I see the clock go around, and it feels like quite a significant period of time. Yes. Wow. Um, but he loses consciousness is what he wants to acknowledge. And the body knows that it's going to pass. And I feel that the spirit moves away from the body even before the body passes. Wow. Okay. And that feels really important for you to know. This is a man who places a lot of value in honor and respect Mm -hmm. and he's got very strong morals and he he wants you to know that energetically all things balance out it's an interesting thing wow so it's it's um like he just wants you to know just because it's not justice isn't served on the physical plane all things balance out 
Interesting. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. I do want to acknowledge, because it feels so important for me to just reiterate this. His family was his world, mm. is my feeling. And I have such devotion, and I feel like he always knew he wanted to be a father. Um, do you have any questions for him? Was my mother involved at all in his murder? Um, because she and her then husband really benefited by his death. But her then husband was never on the suspect list, right? Um, not that I'm aware of, but I think, well, I think both of them were for a time. Not officially, but when I went back when I was 30 and had a conversation with the detectives, that was one of their theories. I don't, again, I don't feel like murder was the intention, but there's some link to like your mom. No, no. It's, um, I can't quite. Like, I don't feel your mother and her then future husband would have been responsible for the murder and that they're the ones who did it. I don't okay. feel that. Okay. But I do feel like your mother and her second husband already were seeing each other or connected prior to your father's passing. Yeah, they were already married. Okay. Because I was going to say, they're together during that time, is mm -hmm. what I see. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel that they're on great terms with your dad. <sighs> sure. Yeah. Not at all. And there does look to be a lot of fights around money, but again, I don't feel like murder was the intention. Okay. So I don't know if there's... But it does feel like that fight is somehow connected and he's somehow targeted because of it. And it's not them who do, who, who murder, so to speak. It's, it's somebody who's been watching your dad. But mm -hmm. it's almost like they're, they're trying to scare him. And there's a robbery involved here. And there is the sense of wanting to take money or maybe even blackmail or something like that. But it wasn't, it feels like it wasn't intended to be murder. I don't see them as innocent, to be honest, like in the sense yeah. of not knowing anything and having nothing to do with it and nothing at all. But again, I don't feel like murder was the intention. It would have either been somebody like on a periphery. Yeah, on a periphery. Because I feel that the person that your dad has this fight with is armed, but wasn't intending to use it. Yeah, so they... Like a knife or something. It's not a gun. It feels like a knife. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they killed them. And it's, but they're not intending to use it. Interesting. Again, he's wanting to acknowledge that the manner in which he passed does not in any way influence his peace. Okay. On the other side. And his interest in the physical world has always been around his girls and always been around his family. Okay. And he doesn't hold on the other side any conflict with your mom. I want to acknowledge that as well. Okay. He feels that her involvement in all of this is completely forgiven. And he's completely at peace. And would ask that 
any part of you that's feels it needs to hold anger for him. He doesn't need you to hold it. Okay. I can do that. Do you have any other questions for him? Um, just that after he died, my mom and my stepdad stole all the money that was to be given to me and my sisters. Um, and, and then when my mother died, my sister, um, embezzled all of the money that my mom left that should have gone to me and my other sister. And so money's just played such a destructive role in all of our lives. And, Mm. you know, none of us talk now and, um, it's just not, you know, it brings a lot of heartache that (laughs) because of money, I don't have a family, and it's, you know, it's like a generational thing now. And it's just so heartbreaking because it just doesn't have to be this way. And I just love to know, like, how he sees it and if there's any advice, any advice at all, really. I mean, I've lived so much of my life without parents that, I would love to be parented if they have advice for me. Well, it's interesting as I bring that question to your father, he makes me feel that in life with money, he didn't always get it right either. Um, So it's, it's like, I see a lot of money enter and a lot of money exit, even in in his life. There's a constant state of, debt and not being able to stay stable and, and grow. Yeah. Towards the end. Yeah. And from his perspective, you're quite wise Mm -hmm. and have not had those issues with money yourself. Do you see Mm -hmm. that the money that you've made, you've been able to secure not always, um, but I certainly had to kind of reconcile my relationship with money. But I feel in a, like I'm in a good place now. Well, that's how he shows it to me. At the moment, right. where, where you've come to in your life, right now, your financial ability is more secure than anyone's ever had in your family. Wow. That's so generationally, I feel that you have shifted through a lot. And that's such an interesting thing here. Um, My other thought that was kind of offered to me here is that money was really just the symptom of it all. Mm, Like money was actually not the issue. It was just true. It was just the symptom. Yeah. Good point. So not to look at that as being the generational curse, so to speak. Yeah, that's an incredibly poignant observation. Like that, I haven't really gotten there. So thank you for that. You're very welcome. But, you know, I always like to acknowledge that those in spirit are not all-knowing, and your father's learning (laughs) and growing. And when it comes to money and you asking him this question, he's like, ah, it doesn't (laughs) feel like he's he's necessarily the person to offer you that advice because he feels like you've actually surpassed him in wisdom in that regard. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. 
I would say you're doing much better than you think. Okay. And it also looks like you've been working through a lot of these belief systems yourself. Yeah. Yeah. They gave me a lot to work with. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Lots, lots to work on. Um, but he's very proud. Very, very proud. Thank you. You're welcome. Any other questions for him? Does he send me signs? Well, a big part of that is the sound of your name. Oh, sure. Yeah. It's definitely a very regular way that he gets your attention. And in smaller ways, every day, often, is how he shows it to me. I keep hearing wind chimes. I always make a point of having them wherever I live, so... You know what? There's something about the wind. Like when I'm out and the wind hits me, it feels like his energy. I can't explain it or intellectualize it, but I just know it's him. And I feel that because he's been gone so long, you've created actually, and because you were a child when he passed, you very easily stepped into holding a conversation with him energetically in your absolutely. head all yeah. the time. Yeah, absolutely. Because from the time you were a child, you kind of picked that up almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Do you see? Yeah. And you've never stopped. And yeah. so he doesn't actually need too many signs. Okay. Because he's in constant conversation with you. Yeah. And what's brilliant about that is you were so, you were so young at the time, it wasn't something you would have wondered at that moment to go, oh, am I making it up? Am I just holding this in my head? And the momentum, that uh, that freedom of you mm. not worrying about that actually created a whole lot of momentum and ability to converse in a way that's carried through your entire life. It's so true. Absolutely. It's so second nature to me. Yeah, He loves it. That's his mm. way. He's mm. like, signs just kind of take a long time. <laughs> mm. But I love it. And and like I said, just constantly in connection with you whenever you need it, very easily accessible. Okay. I wasn't getting too many names today, but one that's in the back of my mind and I can't place it. I just mm-hmm. want to get it off my head. And that's Frank. <laughs> Frank? Oh my God, that's so wild. Um, I don't know who that is, but the last time I had a reading, someone named Frank came in. And so I did this whole family tree to try to figure out who it was. And I don't know who that is. So wild. I think that's just maybe it out. teasing you a little bit, to be honest. That's kind of, I don't actually think, because my feeling was it doesn't belong, that name doesn't belong to anyone. It's just yeah. out behind you. It doesn't belong to anyone. <laughs> it just, it's just a name. <laughs> um, that's really funny. Really. <laughs> <laughs> well, for if, if anything, it lets me kind of you know, call off the search. So it's, it's truly just a name. It does not feel like it belongs to anyone. Okay. Thank you so much for spending time with me this morning and for letting me connect to your beautiful loved ones. Thank you. Thank you, Fleur. Thank you so much. My session with Krista was really special. It's a connection and a reading that I'll remember for a long time. Her story was so heartbreaking and so powerful and I'm in awe of the resiliency of the human spirit when I hear stories such as Krista's. 
I'm really looking forward with getting the opportunity to speak with her again in a month. This is something new for me. I, in regular sessions, don't always or very rarely get to connect with my clients, the people that I read for uh, later on. You know, it's usually just a one-time thing. So this will be really nice to get a chance to reconnect with Krista and see where she's at now. Hey, how are you? I'm good. It has been a while. It's almost been a month, if not a little longer. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's been a while. So I am really excited. I don't historically get to do a lot of this, which is check in with somebody after a reading. Usually people come to see me and then I never see them again, you know? So this is quite amazing for me. I know that we connected with both of your parents on the spirit side, but I would love to hear some some details from you about who they were and what their story is. Sure. Um, this might elicit tears. Um, um, take my your father time. was, thank you, my father was murdered when I was eight years old. And... He was really such a believer of mine and such a protector of mine. There was a lot of cruelty in the family. Like it was almost taught to us. And being the youngest and being defenseless, I was often the target of that. So then when my father died, and he would protect me from that, he would always stick up for me and... um he just was a really beautiful buffer and I felt really, really close to him. So losing him was huge. He was murdered in his own home. Um, he lived here in the Hollywood Hills and they never caught who killed him. Um, it, it was, it wasn't a forced entry. So, um, so they say that he must have known who did it and, um, he was robbed of his cash and jewelry. He was tied up and they um, cut his throat. I was eight years old and um, it was if due to the way that my family chose and knew how to deal with it, it was like he then disappeared. Um, we didn't talk about him. Um, so my experience with my father is very um, encapsulated and my memories are really strong, but there's just a handful. And I feel like I keep them alive. Um, I keep him alive by, yeah. you know, revisiting them. I talk to him often. Um, it's been a big part of my life. Yeah. Was there anything in the reading that came up that made you remember certain memories or parts of it that were really uh, kind of reawakening a memory for you? Um, no, but you did say that I've been searching for family all my life and I'm still searching, mm. like searching for home, you said. Um, and that was really poignant for me. That really allowed me to see and believe that he's 
here and watching and, you know, participating. Um, cause that's such a delicate, such an intimate, you know, thing. I don't know that many people, even myself included, know that, you know, it's such a kind of esoteric concept. And so, but it's so true. Um, so that was really <sighs> profound for me. Um, and just the way you saw it so clearly, I think it was a really beautiful time in my life to connect with you because I think I was ready to almost even metabolize the trauma of it and the tragedy of it so that I could really set it down and almost like let it go that I don't have to live in the past, um, that I can move forward. And there was something very resolute where I feel like I can, I can move forward now. I don't have to let that haunt Mm. me. Like it's, it's okay. It's okay to move forward. That's beautiful. That is, I imagine what your father would have wanted for you. It definitely was my experience in the reading, the sense of wanting to give you that, that peace. Do you feel like that was all at once during the reading or has it taken some time to metabolize for you? How has the reading really helped you? I always find that very interesting to ask. Um, there's something about your energy and your clarity that it allows me to trust and to open up. And I feel like when like this kind of work, the work you do has a healing element. Um, I feel like the truth is really, really healing. So to hear the truth and to be witnessed and seen, like to share it with someone, like to share like the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to me with someone and have them recall it and hold it and be there with me is incredibly valuable. And yes, that took place in the reading where when the reading was over, it felt like just a sigh of relief. I think, you know, there was a lot of work that led up to this point, right? Like, you know, of course, therapy and, you know, whatnot. But so I think it was a beautiful me being really ready and finding you and divine timing and all of it. it. (laughs) It created like a little bit of magic. All of it. And I think that the number of times I get an email from somebody saying, I found you at the exact right time or the one appointment that you have in your calendar is my birthday or it's their birthday or there's some sort of orchestration around the whole thing. Um, I've had people tell me that they've heard about me from flight attendants right in the moment that they needed it most. I think there's an orchestration that goes so far beyond you and I. And I would say to you, it's not coincidence that it found you in the right time. Do you know, and that, and that you would be saying that as well, that you were ready for it and that, that you were open for it. I think, I think it's, there's some magic behind it that neither one of us can fully understand, but I think it's beautiful that you, that you witnessed it. I think too, it's when I needed it, right. In order to kind of move through a threshold, like I needed it. I don't know that I would have been able to I think we need each other. I think we heal in community and I needed someone to kind of hold my hand and, (laughs) sorry. 
No, that's okay. Take me through it. Like, to allow me to feel safe enough to experience it. Well, it's my honor. Thank you for letting me be that person. It really <laughs> is very meaningful. Very, very, very meaningful. Thank and you. I, I wonder too, with the experience of, of mediumship, you, you touched on it a little before about being able to put this story down. Um, and I guess I'm, I myself during the reading, uh, when you asked me the question about your mom's involvement, I could see how heavy that must be to carry for you. Have you found some resolution around that as well? I think, um, I think what I'm most proud of, sorry. No, that's okay. Take your time. With my mom is that I found a way to love my mom, even when she was alive. Um, even though she was a complicated, um, person and made choices that were hurtful to others, including myself. And, um, I think it's an ongoing, I don't trust my mother in the same way I trust my father. Mm. Um, even though they're both passed on, I don't invite the energy or the spirit of my mother into my life. Like I do so readily with my father. So, but, um, I feel like I'm still working through things with my mother. Um, even though she's no longer with us. Um, absolutely. That makes sense. But I, I love her and I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it with her. So yes, um, her, her ability to kind of tell the truth in that moment was incredibly healing and exciting just that she has found the truth. Yeah. It's, it's a healing journey. You know, I, I always find it very interesting. We think about death as being a final end and it's a continuation, but it's also a continuation mm. of these moments of awareness and healing. And I I think it's a really beautiful thing to think about that if healing doesn't happen in this lifetime, it doesn't mean healing doesn't happen. It it does happen. It's just not I in our totally agree. linear understanding of it. And I had a moment after the reading where I thought, you know what, we got there. Like it wasn't as I would have hoped. And it, I certainly didn't think that it would be in this way. But we got to a place that I always hoped we'd get to. Oh, wow. That's um, and I felt that so deeply that, you know, there was a form of an apology and um, admission. And that was huge. Beautiful. I wonder, I know that you talked about being ready for this reading and it sounds like you really were and it, it all the, the dominoes lined up and I'm so grateful I got to be just a small part in all of that. In my shows, when I used to do theater before a pandemic kind of stopped all that, I had 15 minutes at the end of a show where I would say to the audience, you know, do you have any questions, like general questions? But this kind of work can tend to be a little bit of Pandora's box, a little bit of like a rabbit hole. It opens up a lot of questions. It answers a lot, but it opens a whole lot up too. So I also would love to give you some of that time 
if you have anything that's come up oh, for you. Thank you so much. I do. And I felt so silly for not asking when I was with you, but I think I was just kind of a deer caught in the headlights in the moment. But later I thought, why didn't I ask how it all works? Um, for instance, do they see me? Do they hear me? Can they read my thoughts? If I'm thinking about them, do they know that? Or do I have to say it out loud? Like if I call my father's energy to me, like, does it come right away? Or could he be busy? Kind yeah. of like logistically. <laughs> yeah, logistics. Logistics of how it works over there. Well, I can give you my experience of it and what I feel. Um, but from my perspective, I find language is never an issue. So when I communicate to the spirit world, I actually don't do it through language. It's energy that's being translated. And when we think about it in that way, that it's not language that we are operating in, or if it is language, it's a language of energy, then thought form would also be communication just as easily. I do think it is directed and then gets their attention because it's directed. So if you're thinking about just anything, they don't necessarily, they're not mind readers, you know, but you can direct energy towards somebody. Yeah. And by directing a thought towards them, they would receive it in real time. And there is no such thing as having to uh, do a certain chant or like spin around in a circle three times or anything crazy to get somebody's attention. It really is just a thought. It's an energy projection. Yeah. In the same way that, you know, sometimes uh, have you, I'm sure you've had this. So many people have had this. You're thinking about somebody, they call you. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Absolutely. directed thought. Directed thought. Is there, is there, in terms of, um, and I don't know your beliefs around reincarnation, um, it, it gets a little complicated for me when, if someone reincarnated, are they no longer available mm. as their previous? Yeah. Are That's they cool. gone from whatever sphere? Yeah, great question. I like this question because never has a theater show gone by without this question being asked. Like, it's it's the question I know that I am going to get that night. <laughs> it's always the question. And um, You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the sad part is that I don't know because I connect with people who are connected mm. with you who are not reincarnated, Right. I don't connect with people who are reincarnated. I connect with people who are who are not there yet at that stage. But what I will say is I've never done a yeah. reading for somebody and the person in the spirit world isn't there. So, and, and to add on top of that, I think our purpose continues once we are in spirit. So if you are a father, a mother to someone in the world, yeah. your purpose in that bond, mm, in that guidance wow. isn't over just because you've crossed and left the physical. That's going to make me cry. And it's beautiful. It's wow. beautiful that there's a continuation. Just because you're not there in the physical doesn't mean you can't guide. doesn't mean you can't father. It doesn't mean you can't be a part of your life through intuitive nudges. <laughs> Interesting. That makes sense. Um, to, to know that he's still bonded to me really makes me happy. Do you have any other questions? No, just a huge thank you. Um, for doing what you do and being available to people like me that really, really need this type of feels like doctoring <laughs> um, and support. Thank you. Thank you. My, my pleasure, honestly. You're so welcome. It really is my pleasure. Thank you, Fleur. Thank you so much.
Thank you. Thank you, Krista. Thank you. And for the listener, thank you for being here with an open heart and hearing these stories. I know we heal in community, so I thank you for being a part of this one. If you'd like to open up your own spiritual gifts, because we all have them, even you, you can find my book, Moving Beyond, online. And if you need a little bit of hand-holding and personal guidance, I teach mentorship courses that help you access your intuition, psychic ability, and spirit communication. You can find all this information at mediumfleur.com. Thanks again for being here. This podcast is completely free of charge for all participants. And therefore, if you feel called to leave a review, it really does mean the world. It allows us to continue doing this work and connect to as many people as possible. We really hope it's healing. Thank you in advance and see you next time. Thank you for listening to Moving Beyond, the podcast. If you haven't yet left us a rating or a review, we would greatly appreciate it as it helps new listeners to find the show. Moving Beyond is an independent podcast produced by Fleur LeSink and Elizabeth Mihalich, with additional support from the team at 2020 Intuition, Heloise, Teresa, and Madalena. Original music composed and produced by Lucas Tuttle. To learn more about Medium Fleur and her book, Moving Beyond, that teaches you how to access your intuition, psychic ability, and spirit connection, please visit www.mediumfleur.com. The link is in the show notes. If you're interested in being on a future episode of Moving Beyond, please send Elizabeth an email at podcasts at mediumfleur.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S at M-E-D-I-U-M-F-L-E-U-R dot com. We would like to thank everyone who has shared their loved ones, their stories, and their heartbreak with us, making this podcast possible. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.
Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.